with McSorley on third and long. McSorley throwing a deep ball, got a man, it's caught at the 20. Deshaun Hamilton breaking a tackle, touchdown! Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I'm really pumped for this one. We got a great guest, Michael Kist. You can follow him on Twitter, at NFL. He's the BGN radio host of the Kist and Solak Show. He was a writer for Bleeding Green and IT Pylon, and he was a Scouting Academy Prove It winner. But before I talk to him real quick, just a quick word from our sponsor. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can, thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features the revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fantasy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has a ton of other cool features as well. In addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automatic contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com and a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code DD to receive 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Hi, right, Mike. I'm really pumped, man. How's that? How's everything going? Everything is great, man. I'm excited to talk about some draft prospects. I've been buried in free agency news and all that stuff, so I'm happy to get back at it. Yeah, man. We're, free agency is really fun for like three days, and then it kind of dies down significantly very quickly. So the first question I need to ask you is, that is a hot dog a sandwich or not? Oh man, I'm gonna mute you right now on this on this recording. I, 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 I have to mess with him. Um, that that's first off a dumb question in general. But let's let's talk about Deshaun Hamilton, <laughs> aka Bayshawn Hamilton. When I asked you, like I think it was like 50 days ago, who you wanted to yeah. talk, this was the guy you wanted to talk. So w- when you watch his game, why are you such a fan of his game? Yeah, I mean the the main thing for me is what he does throughout his release, throughout his the, or the early parts of his route stem. And I'm not just talking about release just from like a like a press standpoint. I'm talking about releasing against bail, releasing against off coverage. And a quick story I can share with you. I was in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and I was talking with Brad Kelly of Cover One. We were in the Exos film room, and we were watching Bayshon, like slow down with the coach's clicker and everything like that. And he had this release that looked like part weave step part dead leg and we're slowing it down we're trying to watch and he's he's dragging his foot behind him and he's making an s in the turf with it and i asked him i'm like you're a wide receiver coach for for a college what would you how would you explain that to one of your kids he goes i have no idea how to explain that i would show him this video and i would say try to replicate that because i don't know what he's doing with his body to be be able to make him steer like that while while performing and chaining these release moves together so the nuance throughout that route stem uh is just something that he can displace people so easily with it and displace them multiple times throughout his route so i think that the early part of his route for me is probably my favorite part about his game and it's going to lead to him getting over in the, open in the next level it's 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 a translatable trait and it's you know it's it's ready to go day one absolutely i mean like you said his route running is fantastic especially at the line of scrimmage they line them up majority in the slot 
which I think is probably going to be his role at the next level. We can talk about that a little bit later, but it allowed him to get these free releases. And his his footwork, like you talked about on the line of scrimmage, is absolutely tremendous. He had guys turn around, and he'd win so quickly on these quick slants. And, you know, on third and fourth situations, that's a huge role. But on top of that, he can get vertical. Like, he's not one of these guys that's just going to be a big slot and possession guy. I mean, he's really – he's got very strong hands. He had a less than 5% drop rate. His contested catch percentage was 61%, which is – incredibly good he's very comfortable catching the ball in traffic he can track the football down the field but as a slot receiver his ability to get vertical and I I know I've talked about this on the podcast before but it adds a whole new dimension to your offense so I think that's what makes him a a valuable prospect it's not this guy that's just going to win in the short to intermediary part of the field but he can get vertical too and you talked about his footwork it translates all throughout his routes I mean he gets really he can get really good separation some of his contested catches were were because McSorley couldn't get him the ball all the way down the field but like I I think that his route running works at every aspect or every level of the field and can create this very effective NFL player yeah and like you talked about with with his hands too because that's a common knock against him but it's, it's weird with Hamilton, and, and I'll agree he can get vertical, and he's very good at those contested catches for sure. He gets up in the air. He's able to flip his hips in the air, able to rip away and turn away and protect the ball. So he's very good in that area. They throw a lot of YOLO balls at Penn State, so he's pretty used to that. He can run the slot fade, that Haas concept, and do that well. But with you know, as far as the hands in the intermediate area with him, he's not a guy that's consist- consistently letting a ball get into his frame. He typically catches away from his chest plate. Where I've seen him have issues with the hands is when he's moving to the left or the right. It's outside of his frame and it's inaccurate and he has to make a- make an adjustment. And he has good body control. He's adjusted to a lot of these bad balls from McSorley. But some of those things tend to get away from him. If you put it on him, Typically, he's going to catch it. There's that one catch uh, that he should have had against Pitt that probably cost them the game where it was over his shoulder. I don't know if he's the most natural at tracking the ball because I've seen him misjudge a couple of them. There are some concentration drops, but but most of the time, I think he's uh, solid. He gets outside of his frame. He catches that way. My issue is with like a passive catcher like Jamon Moore from Missouri, where everything comes right into his chest in the intermediate area when he's facing the quarterback. So I don't see that as an issue. And I would agree with you that he's a pretty good vertical threat too. His technique is so good. He's not the burstiest athlete. He doesn't have the greatest acceleration, but it's his technique that allows him to maximize his athleticism, maintain burst through those vertical cuts and get upfield. So I really like that part about his game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the passes that do get into his chest, I think it's by design where he, mm. he knows that contact's coming and he's trying to protect the football. Uh, the one against Michigan State, I know he did. And, like, that's by design. Those body catches are much more acceptable than other ones. And I think you're absolutely right. Like, he probably could do better outside of his frame. But if it's close, it's it's good. And I think his tracking is inconsistent because he shows flashes yeah. where it's it's really good. So, to me, that gives you hope that it can be better. When when Whenever you have a prospect, every prospect has weaknesses. I mean, I, I really it doesn't even matter who it is, whether it's Bo Jackson or, or Deshaun Hamilton. Um do you have any concerns about his game other than you talked about the catching the ball that's outside of his frame? Yeah, I mean, maybe holding up against uh, some stiffer play strength at the next level. But, like, for instance, okay, you, you talk about a guy like uh, Josh Jackson 
who's a, a very good corner, first-round corner. And, and here's where we get into the problem with, with production because he didn't have exactly elite production at you know Penn State, even though he's their all-time leader in receiving yards. Uh, but you know Penn State didn't learn how to throw the football until about a decade ago, so that's a, you're seeing all types of those records get broken. But like, if you're box score scouting that game against Iowa, two catches for 46 yards, you can't watch that game and tell me that the production matched the reality on the field because he had Jock, uh, Jackson, who was a darn good corner, lost in the sauce on several reps and the ball didn't come his way and as far as like the senior bowl if you were there for the practices you saw him put out traits and put out route running that's going to translate if you watch the game he didn't really get a chance so as far as that goes like consistency from the quarterback position from an accuracy perspective affecting his production uh, i think it's one concern that you people can kind of put to bed if they were concerned at whatsoever i know market share is a big topic and analytics always you know there's a big argument on twitter every year uh so that's one thing for me uh play just play strength uh being able to play on the outside if he's able to i don't i i, I see him more of it as a slot guy so i don't think it's that much of an issue so play strength and then the consistency with tracking the ball as we talked about would be probably my two main issues with uh with his game or concerns anyway yeah absolutely you mentioned the production i mean we're talking about a guy that caught 53 passes for 857 yards and nine touchdowns averaging 16.2 yards per catch i mean that's might not be elite production but for what he was asked to do i thought that was very good production hmm. i always try to give a quick background just in terms of the guy's size i mean he's six foot 203 he didn't run the 40 but he had a pretty good three cone at 6.84 seconds like I, th- I think that all of his athletic traits were ve- matched up with the film so I, I think his size and everything is fine in terms of a, a weakness i do agree with basically everything you just said i think I think he could struggle some if you played him on the outside and he had to beat press consistently. And I think sometimes he gets stuck on the stem of his routes when guys get their Mm -hmm. hands on him. But I think that you play him in the slot, you play him off the ball, and you give him a free release, and that really mitigates a lot of those weaknesses, which is why Mm -hmm. I think he's... I don't know if six foot's necessarily considered a big slot, but it's also not necessarily your traditional slot. So I don't necessarily know what to call it, but he's a slot receiver. And then I thought sometimes uh, he didn't settle into zones the best. I, I thought right. he could he could improve some of that area that he might be a better man beater than than zone. Sometimes he would mm. do the extra shake and kind of go the extra mile when it wasn't necessary. The guy wasn't even playing him, and it would stop him from being able to settle in the zone. But I, I think that with a little bit of coaching, he'll be he'll be perfectly fine in that area. You know, I, I know you're not a player comps guy, and neither am I. But just in terms of a, a ideal role or an individual trait that reminds you of a guy, is there anything you have? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I hate comps and I because they always get used against you in, in a weird way, even as much as qualifying as you do. So I'm just going to throw it out there anyway. But um, I'm going to say that he reminds me of Adam Thielen, another slot receiver, the guy from the Minnesota Vikings, who is a very detailed route runner, uh, a very good technician throughout his route stem and doesn't limit him. I mean, Thielen ran 4-4-3, so it's not like he's sneaky fast or anything like that. But his technique doesn't lock his athleticism, and I feel the same way with uh, with Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would go with Thielen. Yeah, I absolutely love that. That's a really good one. And, um you know, I'm going to cut that where you just said that he reminds me of feeling. That's going to be the entire podcast, so it's only. <laughs> um, I, I talked to you a little bit. Up. Yeah, exactly. I talked to you a little bit pre-show about mine. I, he, I think he's kind of ideally set for that Muhammad Sanu role in terms of the, the bigger slot guy. Uh, he reminds me of some of Zay Jones coming out last year, talking about a guy that struggled some this year when they played him on the outside because he struggled to get his release. But he's a very smooth, developed route runner at um, – in school last year and then Buffalo played him on the outside so to me that's the coach being 
idiots, you know, put him at what he's naturally good at. And I think if they did, he would have been a successful player his first year. And I think that's what you're looking for out of Deshaun Hamilton. You know, I think he could be a very consistent NFL player that helps you win games. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be this star receiver but you know what i'm not gonna knock a guy every time he's not a superstar he's gonna be like a third third round pick and he can come in and have production day one in your slot and add a vertical threat to your team and really kind of win those underneath routes as well with run after catch ability i know we didn't really talk about that but he does he does have some vision and he can make some people miss and run through some contact so i i think that he's going to be a very good nfl player but maybe not you know an elite guy but too often that becomes a knock on a guy when it really shouldn't you know i just talked about zay jones and how the coaching staff did not use him properly the the assumption of coaches knowing what they're doing plays a huge part in scouting for us because we oh, we're sure. scouting and as a whole and not as an individual team right yeah. so so often we talk about ideal landing spots if I, I know this is your guy Bayshon Hamilton so if you could put him on a team that you think he would be most successful on where would you where would you want to see him go who yeah that's a good one I'll probably go with let's see I mean Larry Fitzgerald's been playing in the slot for Arizona for what seems like 20 years now who knows if he's ever going to retire I think they would they would need an upgrade there as far as system I think he's pretty scheme agnostic because like we said if, if you can separate at all three levels you can pretty much work in a lot of those systems West Coast may not be his best fit because like we talked about finding those those voids and uh, just the timing of his route sometimes he doesn't gear it down when he should but any anything for like an Air Earhart Perkins system would be fine for him. Something like the Patriots, something like that. I think that that would be the first thing that jumps out to me is like a solid like I, I'm totally down with that kind of kind of deal. I would love to see him go to the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I, I like oh to replace Brandon Coleman. That's a good one, dude. Yeah, because they Coleman I don't like is the big slot guy, and the Saints value route running. And Drew Brees, if you are open, will get you the football. And I think he would be yeah. really good in that role. I do not want to see him go to the Miami Dolphins. They're collecting slot receivers like they're going out of style. <laughs> but I I think the uh, the Saints would be absolutely perfect. And, you know, they have the downfield field stretcher with Ted Ginn and Michael Thomas can basically do everything. I think it would be such a good complimentary piece. It would have some really big games and take their offense to the next level. I know as an Eagles fan, the Saints are probably not a team you want to see him go to. But <laughs> I, I think that he could be very successful in that system. Yeah, I, I really love that fit, too. And and they kind of have a square peg and a round hole with Brandon Coleman as a slot as it stands right now. He's like 6'4", 6'5", that dude out of Rutgers. I mean, I liked him coming out, but not but not like to that level, not at starting slot level. I think I think Bayshon would be a big upgrade there. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. You're you're really blowing up, and you deserve it. I mean, you're, you work incredibly hard, and it, it shows with all the stuff you put out there. But why don't you tell the people where they can find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. Uh, at BGN underscore radio is where the Kist and Solak show is. My hope my co-host is at Benjamin Solak, S-O-L-I-K. And then at IT Pylon, I write for InsideThePylon.com. I'm currently working on their draft guide, working on wide receivers and DBs for them. That is available for pre-sale as well if you go check them out. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I'm telling you, he's a, he's a great follow. Gives out a lot of information. And you know what? He's even he's even humble about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. That part's a lie. <laughs> but, but you know what? Awesome guy. Good friend of mine. I've been talking to him for over a year about the draft, and I've learned a lot from him. So, guys, again, check him out on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Chris. You're checking out the Draft, draft Daily podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, guys, we really appreciate listening. Thank you. All the way from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change.
Passion is priceless, it's something that's in your veins And I put that on my name